And now, God, open my mouth so that I can speak, open our ears so that we can hear, and open our hearts so that we can change by your power and through your grace. Amen. Please be seated. So, not many of you will be surprised when I tell you that I like order and I'm kind of a planner. I like to know what's going to happen. I just seem to function better that way. I run all kinds of scenarios in my head to consider potential outcomes for any number of things that I may be dealing with. I put a great deal of time and energy into making sure I know where I'm headed, what I need to do, what's going to happen next so that things unfold the way I think they should or want them to. I ask a lot of questions in my quest to predict the unpredictable. And here I would like to take a moment and say that I'm very grateful to many people in this room who have a lot of patience with me, who kindly and graciously endure my incessant and sometimes annoying questions. If I'm being honest, I'm aware that much of what motivates this is fear. Specifically, fear of what I can't control. Of things getting away from me in a way that leaves me hanging without a net. Lucky for me, most of the time I'm pretty successful, but Truth be told, I also like being the guy with the answers. The guy who knows how things are supposed to go and who knows how, how to make things happen the way I think they should. Every once in a while, though, I find myself in the midst of something that just isn't playing out the way I thought it would. And all the things I thought I had figured out go flying out the window, and I struggle to get my feet back on what feels like solid ground. Have you ever had a moment in your life where everything took a left turn and went somewhere you never saw coming? Where you experienced something, saw or heard something that you couldn't unsee and unhear, and everything that happened after was somehow different? These turning points can often be unsettling and leave us feeling like we've had the rug pulled out from under us. I think that's kind of where we find Peter in today's gospel passage, which signals a critical turning point for Jesus himself as he begins his journey to the cross, and for Peter, who must contend with a new understanding of who Jesus is and what he came to do. We start out with Jesus and his disciples together, and he asks them about who people say that he is, and the answers he gets about what people are saying are not entirely surprising given all that they've seen and heard from him. He then asks them who they say that he is. And Peter, the star student, shoots up his hand and declares, you are the Messiah, 
excellent, Peter, you get a gold star. And you can picture Peter there all proud of himself for knowing exactly what's going on. Yes, I got it. Everything is on track. It's all going exactly as I thought it would. And just as Peter is busy patting himself on the back, imagining all of the triumphs that await, Jesus keeps talking. And that flips everything upside down for Peter. Jesus tells his friends that he's going to be rejected and suffer and be killed. I'm not even sure if Peter even heard the part about rising again on the third day. It's just too much for him. And he pulls Jesus aside, determined to talk some sense into him. This is not what Peter had in mind. It doesn't fit the script. And it's not at all going to get them where he thinks they need to go. Keep in mind that this scene plays out in a village of a city run by the Romans. They are Jews, basically standing in the shadow of the Roman Empire, their oppressors. When Peter says that Jesus is the Messiah, he had a very clear picture of what that meant. And it involved kicking some Roman butt, release from their suffering, and the Jews taking their rightful place as God's chosen with all of the earthly rights and privileges that he could imagine would come with that designation. And now, just as soon as he got his gold star, Jesus takes it back by telling him he got it all wrong. And I picture Peter just standing there, shaking his head, saying to himself, no, it's, it's not supposed to be that way. I remember saying that to myself more than once when my first marriage ended. I'd carefully constructed a plan for my life and how it was going to play out. I was sure of the path that I was on. My vision was clear, and I thought I had it all figured out. I had a life. I had a spouse to share it with, a great career. I was on track for ordination. Everything was trending exactly as it was meant to be, and I had planned it. There was just one problem. It wasn't meant to be. And my life took a giant left turn that I hadn't prepared for. And when that happened, I turned right to Jesus and said, please fix this. Everything I thought I knew was upended, and I walked around for months in this kind of daze, just saying over and over to myself, it, it wasn't supposed to happen this way trying desperately to figure out what I'd missed. That's why I think I relate to Peter so much in this passage. He thought he was seeing everything with his eyes wide open and knew what was going to happen, that he knew who Jesus was and what he would do, only to find out that he'd missed something, something critical. Which brings me back to my earlier 
question of what we do when something happens that disrupts what we thought we knew. More importantly, what do we do when we look to Jesus to make everything better and it turns out he isn't who we want him to be and doesn't do what we want him to do? And all we have left is a turn that we didn't want to take. I think it's in these turning points that, if you're anything like me, our desire to control, com- to control outcomes walks up and stares you right in the face. But you see, turning points are just that. They turn and point you towards a direction that you weren't previously headed. They make us consider where we've been and look at where we're going in a new way and with new eyes. And Jesus, the real Jesus, not the Jesus we've created in our minds that exists to give us what we want, the real Jesus meets us in these turning points and our job is to keep our eyes open to that. In this complex time, we find ourselves experiencing in the world and in our own community, we're at a turning point. And Jesus is standing there with an invitation. He's standing there before us with an invitation to trust him to believe in him, to follow his way wherever it leads instead of the safe and secure paths we think we've created for ourselves or want to travel on. He invites us to put down the weight that comes with certainty of self and walk a new path that leads to newness of life in and through him, even if that newness doesn't look like what we thought it would. How we respond to that, what we do with this invitation from Jesus is the difference between choosing darkness over light, between despair over hope, between believing that we are all we need and trusting in the unimaginable love of God to see us through the challenges of our lives. And we all have challenges. Some are more public than others, but we've all got them. I found myself in a lot of conversations recently where I've encouraged people to keep their eyes and ears open to what God is doing in this moment in their lives and in the lives, in the life of our community. I've been encouraging people to lean into where the Holy Spirit is pointing us as we take this turn. I've been working on that too. And I won't try to sell you on the fact that I've got it all nailed down. Like I said before, I spend a lot of time playing out possible outcomes in my head. The only thing I really understand and what today's gospel reminds me is that none of us are really served by doing that. We may not know what God is doing in any given 
situation, but I know, I know that God is always at work. And Jesus is standing there inviting us, all of us, to put our trust in him and follow where we're being led. So let's take the first step on this new path today and meet Jesus at the table. Let's try as best as we can to put down our desire to control and come here open to whatever the Spirit is opening in front of us as individuals and as a community, trusting that Jesus will feed us, hold us, and lift us up to new life along the way. Most importantly, can we do that together? Because it's through each other. How we show up for each other in times of celebration and especially in times of lament that Jesus most vividly reveals himself to us. It's how we reveal Jesus to each other. What I've learned from the turning points in my own journey is that no matter what twists and turns life puts in front of us, we will never be abandoned by the God who loves us more than anything. That even when the outcome we want no longer seems possible. That turning point is never the end of the story. <laughs>